This is episode 539 of the Eventing Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Liz and Paul have taken some much-needed time off, so sit back and enjoy this previously aired masterpiece from the Eventing Radio Show Audio Vaults. This week on the show, it's all about the spring CCI Four Stars. We're coming up on the Land Rover Kentucky CCI Four Star, and we speak to the only first-timer, Sarah Gumbiner. Then we go to Will Coleman, who has got an entry both at the Kentucky CCI Four Star and also in the Badminton Four Star. Well, Liz, it's an action-packed show all about the four stars, the spring four stars, Kentucky and Badminton. Now, you're going to Kentucky just to be a dressage diva. (laughs) I am. It feels really weird to be going there for that, but I'm very excited to have been asked to do the test ride on De Niro Z, which is really cool. Um, he's a horse that I'm quietly hoping might go to Le Moulin for his first four stars. So it'll be a great experience to get in that huge atmosphere that you have in the Rolex arena. Um, and then they've asked me if I might do um, another ride on the Friday on Fernhill by Night, which will be loads of fun. I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a musical freestyle, which I've sort of thrown together. <laughs> so I'm a little bit nervous about that. But hey, you know, keep your I'm not sure when I'm going to be doing that, but it will be on Friday in the main <laughs> arena. So that, that'll be a bit of fun. And then I get to watch everybody on Saturday. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm just going to wake up in the morning, have a coffee take a deep breath and enjoy being a spectator um you know for the first time in a few years right right liz 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 right okay i get the test ride bit on thursday that's good that makes sense but rewind here musical rides dressage <laughs> you, you've forgotten you're an event rider what do you, what's this about musical rides on friday what are you talking about <laughs> so they said to me would i would i be willing to ride another test on friday and i said okay and uh, the remit was you can do any test you want, whatever. So then I started speaking to our, our coach, Eric Devander, and he said, well, you should just make something up. Do, you know, you, the horse is good on the flat. Don't just do a t- test, make something up. And then I thought, well, uh, you know, maybe I should just do that to some music. And then there was a bit of happiness about that from the other end. And then suddenly I'm throwing together a musical freestyle at the last minute. So, so, so uh, <laughs> I've okay, got this... great music. I have great music from my great trainer, music. James Furtwell. Yeah. It's great music. I think it's great anyway. Hopefully. Great music is important for, for musical freestyles. Um, so uh, I'm still confused, but, you know, that's okay. That doesn't take much. Uh, <laughs> so it, am it, I. So that, that's two of us. <laughs> Are you the lunchtime oh, entertainment or the afternoon entertainment? Yeah. or what, 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 How does this work? I'm either going to be the lunchtime entertainment or the after the very last test of the day on Friday. They haven't quite decided the timing yet, but either way, it will. This will be happening. Everyone, you heard it here. Um, Blackie and I will be doing our best to be dancing to some pretty cool music, courtesy of James Burtwell. And um, yeah, we're hoping to do a few snazzy dressage moves because he's pretty good on the flat and. Um, hopefully won't embarrass ourselves. <laughs> we'll all be fine. <laughs> well, I'm sure you won't embarrass yourselves. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure uh, you'll do the afternoon session and the bar will be open uh, from midday onwards. So it'll all be fun for everybody. Goodness. But um, <laughs> so, uh, and then there's this little event the next weekend uh, at Badminton, which, uh, you know, Will Coleman, one of our guests we're going to speak to later, is traveling over to compete his first badminton at. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be going there as well, Liz. I 
Oh, very exciting. And you've finally gotten some runs in, haven't you, Paul? My goodness, what a terrible winter it's been in England. And of course, I was in England for like five days recently, and it was the hottest day in 70 years. So I've been totally <laughs> You brought the nice weather. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> very good. I know, right? But but back to you, more importantly, you finally had some runs in. Have you got one horse, two, two horses? Tell everyone about your badminton entries. Yeah, it, it suddenly got real today when the TV crews uh, turned up and filmed me training and interviewed me and all the rest of it. And I'm not quite sure what to think of this because, um, you know, we... We're getting in. We normally get interviewed when it's something interesting about what you're doing, and so my time as being a first timer is uh, a, a long time ago because I actually had to, as part of this, <laughs> You've interview, actually, actually won the events. Yeah. Well, you know, but uh, yeah, I had to actually count how many times I'd been there, and uh, this will be my 14th attempt at badminton. Oh my so, goodness! Um, so, and my only time that I've not completed badminton was last year, which, unbeknownst to me until today, was my 13th attempt. So the lucky 13 oh, has uh, been and gone. Uh, I've done my acrobatics on my 13th attempt. Uh, and uh, so the 14th attempt, you know, is double my lucky number of seven. Uh, so, you know, that'll be doubly as lucky. This is interesting thinking, but, you know, this is my way my brain works. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we'll be firing on all cylinders. And, and, yes, you're correct. We've actually got out eventing in the last two weeks. The eventing in the last two weekends in, in the UK has happened. We have been out eventing. Whoa. Uh, yes, exactly. Excitement. It has actually stopped raining long enough uh, for uh, a, a few cross-country jumps to get put out and a few horses to jump over a few cross-country jumps. So Belton last weekend was the main event in the UK. One by none other than Jonty Evans on the amazing horse called uh, known as Art, which was the one that he, you know, did a massive crowdfunding exercise um, about. 18 months or so ago to uh, to buy the horse to for him to keep the ride on so absolutely amazing that he's now found the form that uh, everybody so many people backed him behind uh, to get and had a good win at belton and belton is always seen as a real you know real form guide as to who's on fire ready to do well at badminton so uh, that certainly will have upped uh, the, um, the the eyes or maybe the pressure or maybe the confidence on jonty and art at badminton this year um and uh, you know safely in my thing, yeah say. exactly yeah well, <laughs> safely in my in my court i had a particularly bad belton so um there's no pressure <laughs> on me to perform very well at badminton this year at all <laughs> other than to so, not yeah. do my acrobatics of last year <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> oh, please don't, because I did not enjoy watching that, Paul. I'm just going to say, no, please don't <laughs> no, do that again. Yeah, no, no, um, but not, more importantly, uh, have you had another run or are you, have you been able to rectify the issues? I'm sure I know you, you have all kinds of cross-country jumps at your place. I bet you have built everything that's going to be on the badminton track well, you, in your you backfield. Say, yes, you say <laughs> that. But the problem is... Uh, last weekend on Saturday, like you say, it was one of the hottest uh, weekends, uh, certainly the hottest weekend of the year so far, and and an un unseasonally warm weather. Uh, so it was the, actually the first time that I've actually been able to get out on grass at home on my own cross-country schooling field. So all of the cross-country wow. schooling up till now has had to be on a surface because we've just been so wet. So um, last weekend... My two horses went out cross-country schooling in my, you know, quite uh, renowned cross-country field, um, and that, 
I, I suddenly felt very rusty even in my own training. I thought, well, you know, I can really understand why um, I didn't have a good run at Belton because I've not been up here at this field uh, building all my weird and wonderful, uh, you know, imitation Vicarage V fences and imitation. Indeed. <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, I still haven't actually built. Uh, that'll, that, that'll be this weekend's job. Um, and, uh, yeah, training over all of those fences. So even the schooling at home has been exceptionally difficult for uh, all of us UK-based riders this year because it, it's just been completely bottomless mud. Well, I'm very pleased that some of you have actually gotten a run in. I know we are going to be sad to lose a few of the entries that were at Kentucky purely based on a lack of runs. I know William Fox Pitt is withdrawn and uh, also Sam Watson, which we were looking forward to seeing run. But um, I'm sure Babington has lost a few for the same reason. But at least it looks like Babington is going to run, which was a little bit of a worry yeah. for a while. So we It'll are fine. We're, we're hoping good. to get You're going to be fine. You'll all just slog your way through the mud and maybe it'll be a beautiful spring day and everything I, will be wonderful. I, yeah, so Definitely be, hoping. be T-shirt sunny weather. And and speaking of T-shirt sunny weather, in your part of the world, it's uh, that's, where, that's what you're, you're over there for at the moment. In the in the US, and uh, you know, I think I think you've been doing quite well. You're getting quite good at this. And and I had a little look on the uh, US leaderboard, <laughs> and you must be desperately sad to be leaving the the US any minute now, because you know, keeping your winning ways and staying top of the leaderboard, Liz. What's that about? Oh, that's pretty cool, isn't it? No, I'm pretty happy to see that. And um, uh, my super groom Gemma Jelinska posted that on Facebook, and I thought. Good for you, girl, because she was saying, well, look at where the horses are, too. And um, it's it's great to be at that point um, early in the year. I mean, obviously, it doesn't mean much. It's April, but it's still nice to be there when we are. And um, I, I owe that most recent result to my amazing seven-year-old horse, Cooley Quicksilver, who won his very first CCI two-star at Ocala, jumping double clear and jumped in an absolute torrential monsoon in the show jumping i mean people were literally fleeing because the lightning was coming and it was torrential <laughs> but what, what a super horse he's going to be for the future so i'm really excited um about him i'm excited that um i've got a few owners lined up for him so that's that's really great so he'll be coming home um to the uk to carry on with me so that's really cool but um yeah we're, we're happy to be at the top of the board even if it's only april i'll, I'll take it when i can get it paul <laughs> oh that's it yeah come on i want to see lots of screenshots of that i think we'll even uh, use that to promote <laughs> this week's uh eventing uh, uh, radio show on social media you know oh, who, why not? who cares Please about do. kentucky and badminton <laughs> yeah exactly it's all about it's all about Liz Let's worry about the USEA results. being at the top of the usea <laughs> leaderboard <laughs> i think a few people might complain if you did <laughs> oh no, no, it's our show. Liz. Just, we do whatever just, we want. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Sure, sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> Indeed. Well, uh, uh, we will do that, but we're going to do that after we've heard from our, our sponsors. Springtime Supplements has been dedicated to improving the lives of horses with Springtime brand of supplements, and they've been doing it since 1979. Springtime offers supplements for joint health, immune support, calming, hoof and coat, insect control, and much, much more. Before we tell you about one of their really interesting products, Ahi Flower Oil, we wanted to mention that they have a special just for listeners of the Eventing Radio Show. You receive an authentic 15% off and free shipping for just mentioning the show. 
Be sure to go to springtimeinc.com backslash eventing or call one of their knowledgeable reps and be sure to mention the discount code eventing. Have you ever heard of ahi flower oil? We all know the importance of essential fatty acids for horses, but recently a plant was discovered to provide completely balanced omega-3, 6, and 9. They call it ahi flower. Till now, you had a few options. You could use fish oil, but let's face it, horses are herbivores. They don't evolve to consume fish oil, but there's also flax, but ahi flower has been shown in clinical studies to provide better omega-3, 6, 9 absorption and balance in horses. It's proven to be better than flax or fish. This is the type of expertise you get from Springtime, who are always at the forefront of the latest research. And don't forget that Springtime also has a full line of canine supplements to keep your dogs at peak wellness too. The website again is springtimeinc.com backslash eventing or just give them a call. Well, it's an exciting week here on the Eventing Radio Show. It is the Kentucky CCI Four Star Week. And joining us on the Eventing Radio Show is the only first timer at this CCI Four Star this week. It is Sarah Gumbener. Welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. Thank you so much. So, Sarah, it must be, I mean, you must be thinking, oh my gosh, it's actually actually that week. I know it's such a hard job to even get a horse to its first four-star, but tell us a little bit about your journey. I know your horse Polaris is an amazing jumper. I've seen him at a few shows and he is definitely a cross-country machine, but this has been a real journey for you to get here, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a very interesting journey Um, and what seems like kind of a long one, but um, you know, looking back now that I've finally made it, it's actually been pretty short. Um, I got him as a six-year-old. Um, this is my seventh year with him. Um, and I was working for Boyd Martin at the time. Um, and I brought him through the levels from beginner novice all the way up to three-star. Um, and it's been, you know, there's the jumping has always been our strong suit. Um, we've had some troubles along the way, but I think troubles that are to be expected Um, but I'd say that what has really been the struggle for sure is our flat work Um, and he's come a really long way um, but it's been it's been quite the journey and um but you're you're on your way now are you in Kentucky already or are you on your way yes yep I got to I got here at about 1 30 um, we left Pennsylvania at about three o'clock this morning and we ventured here. Um, it's me and my head groom, Lindsay Taylor, who groomed for Boyd Martin for, I believe, three years, four years. Um, but I worked with her when I worked for Boyd and um, oh, she great. agreed to come along and, and groom for me this weekend. And then um, another groom that has been with me throughout the entire time, but she's never groomed at a four star before, um, Emily Lapola. So the three of us piled in the car this morning at about two o'clock and uh, ventured to the barn and, and headed here at three this, three this morning. Very exciting. So you're there, you're installed at, at the Land Rover. Mm-hmm. Kentucky CCI four-star and this is your first four-star I think I'm correct in saying that um and um before I give Paul a chance here just um there's a few interesting facts I found out about your horse which I think are pretty cool um if I'm right 
Phyllis Dawson actually bred him, um, one of our selectors, and also one of uh, famed, very talented um, U.S. riders from a few years ago. And also, he is from the same sire as the very famous Arthur, Alison Springer's ride. Is that correct? Yes, it's all very correct. And um, it was kind of cool how I found, we call him Larry, that's his bar name, um, I found him, we were horse shopping and, um, Boyd was horse shopping at the same time. And, you know, I had looked at a whole bunch of horses and nothing really caught my eye. Um, and, um, I had a wonderful sponsor and non who originally owned Larry for me. And, um, she, and Boyd called me up and said, mate, I found the perfect horse. I have two horses, one of them I'm interested in. The other one will be perfect for you. I think you should give Phyllis Dawson a call and you need to go see this horse immediately. So, um, I, you know, I called Anne and I said, Hey, Anne, Boyd just called me and said that there's this amazing horse and we need to go take a look at him. Um, so we all piled in the car. It was me and my mom and Anne and we called Phyllis and called Phyllis and called Phyllis and she wouldn't answer. And, but, you know, Boyd told us to go look. So we just drove all the way down and we knocked on her door and she was very surprised to see us. Um, but, and she, she, it, it looked like she hesitated, like she was going to tell us to come back another time. But luckily she, you know, we had driven four hours to go see him. So she showed him to us. And I mean, the moment I saw him, I knew, I just, I, I knew that he was the horse I needed to have. And um, I was so fortunate that I had Anne that was willing to to purchase him for me. And I remember getting in the car on the way out and she kind of, she was in the in the front seat and she looked back at me and she goes, well, what'd you think? And all I could say was, well, we have to call him Larry. And that was it. We, uh, she ended up buying for, it, buying for me and we had him in the barn a couple of weeks later. Well, I was listening to that story, thinking there's there's a there's an Australian twinge to the name Larry, and and knowing that Boyd put you onto the horse, I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> where where has the name Larry come from? Because I I mean I'm just in love with your horse just because of his name, <laughs> and it's so suiting too. He looks just <laughs> like a Larry. <laughs> now I'm intrigued to know what a Larry looks like, but I, I can I can envisage it. So, so carry on. Why why did it have to be Larry? You you've said you buying this horse only if it's called Larry. Explain to me that. I'm not quite getting it yet. Um. So when I remember looking in a stall, and it was very obvious that the horse was the king of the barn. You know, when you walked in, there was just like all the working students were there and they were all just kind of like bumbling around and they were all like, Oh, somebody's coming to try him. And I think he had been for sale for a long time. Cause once I got him, um, I had heard that a lot of people had tried him, um, and turned him down for one reason or another. And, um, but he was just clearly, he's always the center of attention. And I remember looking in his stall and he was just all legs and he just, he sort of looked like a spider, like an octopus. Like he was just, sort of like it was almost awkward looking but you could just tell that he just had this you know spark about him like he was just really special um but he was young and he was gangly and um and he was sort of like you know he almost had this like chill kind of like goofy look on his face like his ears were kind of too big for his head and he kind of like they kind of hung to the side and like I don't know I just when I looked in there it just it I was like this horse everybody looks at him and he's clearly the king of this barn but 
he just really looks like a Larry to me. And uh, <laughs> luckily he grew into his ears and he, you know, he filled grew out. And his legs rem- as well. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I remember when I first brought him home, I put him out in the field and uh, the next day I brought him in and he had three missing shoes. So he just was, you know, he's just young and gangly and, um, Larry, Larry the Larrican. Well, uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> fascinating listening to you, Sarah, talk to him about your first uh, encounter with Larry. But uh, obviously, there was a, a massive spark between you two right from the word go, and mm-hmm. that is what our sport is all about. That is what so many event riders get passionate about our sport for because it's all about the partnership between your horse and rider you know the the horses put literally put their lives in the rider's hands going across country and vice versa we riders put our lives in our horse's hands when we charge out of that start box and jump those amazing cross-country fences which you're going to be doing later on this week so it's it's just a fantastic story to know that right from the word go there was that instant connection between you two so you've you've told all our listeners how you've had the long trip to kentucky and you're there now um but not only are you the only first timer at kentucky this time i believe it would be um your horse's first four star and your horses uh, sorry and your own first four star uh would that be correct so that is true i so are I you feeling the pressure adventure. because of all of that You know, I think I was very fortunate in the fact that I worked for Boyd for so long. I was there for three years, and that was my very first eventing experience. Um, I didn't really know, I didn't really know eventing was a discipline um, growing up riding. It was just never introduced to me. Um, So I was sort of naive and blind to it all. Um, And it wasn't until college that I was sort of introduced to the sport. Um, And so I think I was almost fortunate in the fact that my first experience was with somebody like Boyd because it, that caliber was all that I knew. Straight in so at the top level. There, yeah. Like I just, I think that there was never, that was always the goal. Like that was never, there was never any, any other option. It was, you do this and you, you, you do this because you're going to ride at a four star. Um, and I think that that kind of set my eye on it right away. And, I remember when I was horse shopping, that was Boyd's, you know, that was his comment was that you have one shot. You you might only have one shot with a good owner to find a good horse and it needs to be a four star horse. So yes, it's all, it's all very overwhelming and all very surreal. And I feel so blessed to have picked my very first horse that I've ever owned um, and have been able to bring them all the way up from beginner novice to four star level. Um, but I guess I just, I never doubted it. It was never a question of, of when, of how, if I was going to get here, it was just a matter of, of when and how long it was going to take. <laughs> well, Sarah, now you are actually there. Your horse is installed in the stabling. Have you had a chance to get on and hack around the property? I mean, have you, have you actually, you must've been to Kentucky many times to watch, um, but now you're about to go down that chute into the main arena. I mean, what are your main thoughts going through your head? What, what have you sort of digested? Have you seen some of the course? So I, I've only been to Kentucky once, um, and it was just suggested to me that I should go um, before mm-hmm. I ride, <laughs> ride here. So I came and I yeah, helped my friend Lillian Hurd, <laughs> uh, Lillian Hurd a couple years ago, and I was able to see a little bit of the, lay, the, the, the way that the park was set up. Um, but yeah, I, I hacked him around today and he was surprisingly relaxed and quiet. 
Um, he wasn't his typical Irish self, but, you know, he had a pretty long trek here. So I'm thinking that maybe he was just a little sleepy from his ride. Um, but it's just, it's, it's a, it's a little overwhelming, but it's, you know, as soon as I sat on him and to look around, it's, it's a bit of relief too. You know, you work so hard and it's all you think about for, I mean, it's all I've thought about for seven years is to get there and you sit and, and you look around and you're like, wow, I, I finally made it. Um, but I, you can see some of the jumps from the hack and it is hard because I feel like once I, I, all I want to do is walk that course. Um, but I have some big, I have a big task to tackle before I can even start to think about jumping those jumps because I think it is going to be very difficult to keep Larry's head in the game on Thursday, which I believe I should be going Thursday afternoon. I'm draw 20. So it's going to be, okay. it's going to be a big task to get through that dressage test. And I, that's, that's my main concern yeah. right now. It is a very electric arena. And I have to say, I'm really happy for you that you've drawn Thursday and not Friday because yeah. the Friday is uh, so much more atmosphere there. And, um, you know, it is, it's a lot for them to take in, but the, the good thing is, which you may or may not, know is that at least you can go and really ride around that arena on the Wednesday evening which makes a really big difference and um, I'm sure that the fact that you're on in the afternoon on Thursday means you can ride Larry about six times before <laughs> before you get on the go <laughs> and down you that know chute. I will be <laughs> oh yeah I'll be seeing you hey I'm doing the test ride at 8 a.m so if you are are not getting off your first ride on Larry at eight o'clock <laughs> then I'm gonna be going Sarah what have you been doing Come on. Come on, get it together. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? On the plus side, the, the wonderful thing about um, the Kentucky Horse Park is that the atmosphere is incredible. It's like second to none. I don't think you get anything like that. That feeling you get going into that main arena, you don't find that anywhere else but a world championship or an Olympics probably, um, or maybe a Yawkin or somewhere like that. So on that side, I know it's going to be tough for him, but what a great experience for you. And, um, you know, I think you must be thinking, get through the dressage, but I'll bet you're hoping for quite a tough cross-country course, aren't you? Because your horse really is a cross-country machine. Yeah, I mean, he is, he's incredible. He has come, he feels so broke now. I mean, he's come a long way. He was never, he wasn't always easy. Um, he's very, very spooky and he is incredibly ditchy. Um, but with that being said, the last two seasons, he's gotten much braver over the ditches, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but, you know, I still sort of feel green at the level. Um, you know, I just don't have the experience that some of these other riders that have you know, been doing two stars their whole, you know, growing up. Um, so even though, yes, I, I do hope that the, that the cross country will be tough. I, you know, I still, I still have a massive amount of respect for that course and walking around and seeing those jumps from afar. I just, I just pray that I am quick and smart and really sharp because anything can happen out there, <laughs> you know, well, no matter how good your horse is. Yeah, that's exactly right, Sarah. But uh, I'd have to say, um, uh, just listening to the uh, to you there, don't look down into any of the ditches, and don't let <laughs> don't let Larry look down into any of those ditches because uh, <laughs> I think that they might be quite big at Kentucky, and there might be uh, <laughs> so at too. least at least one ditch that you really really don't want to look down into. So uh, oh, no. that's 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 going to be my little little tip towards you. But um, appreciate um, it. 
<laughs> so you're going to do that. You're going to get into the – that's going to be fine. You'll whiz around cross-country. You'll get through the dressage. That'll be fine. You'll whiz around the cross-country with a big smile on your face as you blast through the finish line, having done a wonderful <laughs> clear round. Trot up will be a breeze the next day. Show jumping. Are you going to leave all those coloured rails up? You know, um, show jumping has been a strength for him. Um but I think it is a little bit of a different game. I think, you know, I've found that after these three days, they get really tired um, and you usually have a different horse than what you're used to. Um, typically, he either yeah. goes clear, <laughs> he goes clear or has a rail. So if he, if, if he has one down, I will be pretty excited. <laughs> oh, um, that, but, you know, I'm going to ride in there. That sounds pretty and... good to me. Yeah, one rail all clear, that's <laughs> one fine. Rail. <laughs> but... If I finish, I'll be, if I finish at the end, at the end of Sunday and I have a completion ribbon, I'll be pretty excited. <laughs> oh, and that come on now. You were so definite in your plan about buying Larry, getting to four star. Nothing else is acceptable. Here you are at the four star. Don't suddenly weaken your plan on us now and say, you're just going to be happy to complete. You are going to complete, Sarah. Come on. We need the same yeah. mindset that you've had for the last seven years to get to Kentucky. Yeah. We need that mindset all week from you now to get through those finish lags on the Sunday afternoon. So uh, I'm, I, 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 just from this very short time of listening to you, I know you can do it. There you go. There's my vote of confidence. <laughs> How about you, Liz? Yeah. What do you reckon? You, are you giving Sarah the vote of confidence as well for, for an 100%. amazing first time? Yeah. You got there. You got to get it done. <laughs> I'm ready. Get, get there and fight it for it and get it done. <clears throat> Absolutely. Good answer. Good answer. Um, well, we look forward to seeing you out there, Sarah. I'm on my way, uh, well, either tonight or tomorrow. We've had some uh, barn issues, but um, I'm going to be there just trying to be a dresser queen that's all i'm doing this year <laughs> but um i'm looking forward to doing the test ride and to walking the course and to cheering you all on which will be very exciting and um to actually not feeling all that stressed out on saturday morning which will be a nice change from the last few years um yeah. but do tell our listeners how they can follow your um first kentucky experience are you on facebook instagram twitter sell yourself to everybody yeah. I am on Facebook under my name, Sarah Gumbiner, and I'm on Instagram under Evermore Eventing. So I'll be, Perfect. I'll be posting all week, and I uh, hope they follow. Great. I'm sure they will, and um, do keep us updated with your um, experience there. And it's, it's been a long time since we've had one first-timer at Kentucky, so you are flying that flag, and we look forward to seeing you at the very end, having jumped hopefully that double clear around thank you very much for being on the eventing radio show sarah and i will see you up there thank you so much for having me greatness never ages so help your senior horses live their best lives with purina equine senior horse feed it has active age a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system to learn more visit purinamills.com backslash Active Age. It's the most exciting week in the USA eventing calendar. It's the Kentucky three-day event week, and everybody is talking about Kentucky. Everybody is going to Kentucky, and one man who's going to Kentucky and maybe even badminton is Will Coleman. Will, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, happy to be on. Now, Will, uh, I'm looking at the Kentucky drawn order, and it's telling me there's two horses entered there. You've got tight lines going as well as 
Obus O'Reilly. So, uh, but uh, I then look at the badminton website and I see that you've got Obus O'Reilly into the badminton as well. So, a bit of sneaky double entering going on there. Can we get the scoop on which horse is actually going to which event? You can, yeah. Obus O'Reilly will go to badminton um, and tight line's going <laughs> to Kentucky. We, um, we double entered Obos because um, the weather was looking a bit dicey over there in, uh, in England for a while. And we weren't sure, um, yep, it sure was. <laughs> to turn out. So it's, it's looking better now. It's still pretty wet, but I think um, they, they say all systems are go over there. So we're, um, he's, he's boarding a flight Wednesday night, and I'll meet him in England on Monday. Wednesday night. So does that mean you even get to trot him up? You don't even. You, you don't get to. You, uh, that you could almost trot the horse up on Wednesday and then fly him out on Thursday. Then you really would yeah. be double entering, wouldn't you? If, uh, <laughs> yeah. If, if New York and Kentucky were closer together, we could do that. Ah, oh, there's that. Yeah. yeah, that slight problem of geography. Uh, sorry, you know, being Australian. Oh, yeah, yes, being so big. What a country, eh? <laughs> Well, that's a bit of a logistical headache for you, isn't it? You've got, uh, you know, not only two four-star horses competing in back-to-back four-stars, but they're, uh, it's a little bit of a, not only New York and Kentucky, but a little bit of a plane trip involved there as well. So you've obviously got some good staff uh, getting all of this organized for you. I've got some great staff and I've got um, an amazing wife who's um, very well-versed and in, in horses traveling around and, um, you know, it's... Uh, We've been doing this a while now, so, you know, it is stressful no matter how long you've been doing it, but, you know, we, we kind of, we know the drill and um, we're in good hands with Tim Duda and, um, you know, it's always, uh, it's exciting. So it's, it's stressful, but you're, that's what you've been working hard for. And, and now you're just kind of ready to go and, and give it a crack. Yeah. Well, you say you've been doing it for a while. You are very well known and you certainly have been doing it for a while, but Am I right in suspecting it might be your first time heading across the pond to badminton? It is actually. I've never done badminton, and um, it's been uh, it's on every rider's bucket list. Um, and this year, I have a horse who's kind of in the you know kind of later years of his career, and he's always been a, a very good cross country horse. And I've got an amazing group of owners that are behind him, and and we just said, you know, why not? Um, he might be a horse that could do it. And, and, um, you know, we've done Kentucky with him and we just kind of said, uh, let's go and try something new. Well, well, I think it is very exciting. And the, the only sort of tough part of it, I'm sure you'll agree is that the two events are literally back to back. So you've got your heavy focus on tight lines, your slightly younger horse, probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but your main hopes for the world equestrian games, running his second CCI four-star at Kentucky, and then you're going to literally get on a plane and go straight to badminton. Is that, in, in your headspace, is that a good thing? Do you like the idea to just get going? Or are you thinking, geez, I'd really like to sort of let down off one event before I go into the other? Um, yeah, it's a good question, Liz. I, I think... Um me and my personality, I, I kind of like as much preparation time as possible, but, um, you know, in this case, it's, you can't do it. Uh, when you gotta, you gotta just kind of roll with it. Um, Oboes is a, a pretty experienced horse now. And, um, in a weird way, sometimes on these older horses, you're almost better off leaving them alone a little bit and they can freshen up and, and he'll fly over and then have a couple of easy days with my groom, Sarah Rupert. And, 
all she's going to do is hack and do some light flat work and he'll probably feel like uh, a million bucks by the time I get there or that's what I'm hoping. Um, so in a way, you know, by the time they travel and then they need a few days to kind of recover from that because it is a long trip, I think it actually might not work out as bad as, as it seems or at least positively thinking that's what I'm hoping. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a big event this week and um, tight lines probably is my best hope for the world games. But to be honest, I haven't really even thought about that. I mean, I'm, everything's geared on what we do this weekend and, and maybe what we do next week. So I think we're <laughs> under our belts and then we can look ahead to, to what the next thing is. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a whirlwind, but I mean, it's awesome. I mean, we, this is, I've been waiting a long time to have two horses that could, could go into events like this. And um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited more than anything and uh want to go and, and try to ride my best and see how it comes how it all plays out absolutely i think that's definitely the right attitude and i'm um, you know looking ahead to um these events obviously in europe it's been a real struggle for a lot of people to get the runs in it's been very very wet uh both in ireland and in england but at least you've managed to get a few prep runs in. And I think you had a, a very good run at Fair Hill um, as your last prep run for um, Obos O'Reilly. Uh, if I recall, you won the advanced. And then um, how, how has your prep runs been on tight lines as well? Are you think, feeling very prepared? Have you done everything you would have wanted to do this spring? Yeah, I have, honestly. Um, you know, tight lines is uh, an enigmatic horse. To put it nicely and um he's a really high strung thoroughbred who tends to i think get more kind of ginned up the more he runs um and he's become knockwood a pretty reliable cross-country horse he's been very very good in the last 12 months and this year i took a bit of a different tack than i did last year i ran carolina like a lot of people did in the you know advance there and then i took him immediately two weeks later to the fork and ran the advance there. And this year I decided not to do that. Um, and I did the advance at Carolina where he was, he ran beautifully. And then I decided that was going to be my final run. And I, I took him to Fair Hill and did the dressage, um, and the show jumping. And then I ran around a little bit of that course through the first water. And then I pulled him up and, um, I'm trying to take him in there without, you know, being without him being too fired up. Cause I thought, um, last year that kind of, hurt me a little bit at Kentucky. He was just, uh, he was too worked up when he came out of Starbucks and it was a difficult ride. And I think he, I paid the price for it later on. Well, it's uh, interesting hearing you t talk about that because, you know, you, you need the experience of understanding your horse, understanding their brain, understanding how you need to prepare different horses in different ways. So um, it's, it's, it's fascinating to listen to you explain to our listeners how uh, your understanding of the horses has developed over the years and and like you say it's 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 a lot of work to get the horses to these to this level to the four star level uh, and as I said earlier it's a lot of work to get them to two different four stars on different sides of the world so um, it seems like both horses are, are fired up and and really ready to perform at their best well, we hope so. I mean, I think I've gotten both about as fit as I can get them. Tight Lines is a naturally pretty fit horse, being an X-race horse, and um, you know, Obos has got no blood really, <laughs> but his uh, <laughs> blood in his mind, and um, and we have learned over the years how to get him 
as ready as we can. And I think we have them pretty good now. So, you know, I, you're right, Paul, on that um, it's a bit of a, you know, the real trick is the strategy is getting your horse to these big events uh, fit as hell, but feeling like a million bucks. And that's the, that's the trick. And, um, you know, I think you're always learning and, and trying to, you know, figure out things to, to do it better for your horse. And, um, you know, every year I probably have another layer of experience and, and knowledge and you just try to use it as best you can. But I mean, you really don't know until you go out of that Starbucks and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll have done something right in the last few months here when I go out of the box at Kentucky and then hmm. at, uh, in badminton. Well, it certainly sounds like you've been uh, putting the plans in place and that uh, perhaps you're all on plan A with both horses. And uh, one of my theories is if you get to these major competitions still on plan A, uh, then you're uh, in line for the, the performance you expect. So, um, you know, let, let's put you on the on the line here, mate. Let's put you under a bit of pressure. So what are we going to, you know, top three top five top ten in kentucky backed up by a top three five ten or a win at badminton what what's your expectations put put your money on the line here well i can't really tell you where i finished because that depends a lot on what everybody else does but um i think my goal would be for tight lines to finish on a dressage score and have that dressage score somewhere in the mid 40s and um at many events, that's good enough to put you in the top five. Many events might be good enough to win. And sometimes it might not even get you in the top 10. So it just depends. Um, but that's, that's kind of my, those are my targets. And I'd say Obos is something similar. Uh, he's been going better and better on the flat now. So I think he might have a chance at maybe doing a better dressage test. And Ty Lyons has been kind of tough on the flat in the last month. So, um, Maybe um, that score is wishful thinking with him, but I can tell you that I've put a lot of work into both horses and I think they're in as good a shape as, as I can get them. And, um, you know, a top, uh, I think if I can hit those targets, I think I'll be in good shape and that might, you know, whether that's top five, top 10, who knows, it depends on what everybody else does, but I can't really worry about that. Well, exactly. You can't worry about what everybody else does in our sport. You have to worry about what you're doing. And uh, certainly uh, the maths that all of us poor old event riders are going to have to do these uh, this, this week and next week and all the rest of it, uh, and all of the poor old spectators who've uh, you know, got used to timesing everything by 1.5 and now not timesing 1.5. So uh, I suspect your mid-40s is around about a low 30s test. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. mid-40s yeah, yeah, that's that the one. Yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah we're, that's all right. I yeah, was exactly. like, really, Will? Is that really your call? And then I realized you had it wrong. I was like, okay, we're all right. Yeah, uh, so I, I keep telling everybody uh, that I'm going to look. I would have looked like a superhero if I had gone there hoping for a mid 40s and maybe gotten, you know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I keep telling everybody I'm hoping for a sub 30, but I don't tell I like them that to, it's, uh, the scoring system's changed. Yeah. I like to under promise and over deliver. So there you, go. <laughs> you, go. you heard it here first, listeners. He's an under-promiser and an over-deliverer. <laughs> uh, I, I try to that be. I it always works out like that. <laughs> well, uh, Will, it's uh, going to be an interesting couple of weeks for you, and uh, I'm certainly 
you know, a little disappointed I couldn't get you to put the put it on the line exactly what place you're aiming at. But you've told us that those scores and finishing on your dressage score. So all of our listeners are going to want to know how to follow. They obviously know to get on the uh, the Kentucky website and follow there and the Badminton website and follow there. But they want to know your story. So how do they follow you? You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram, Facebook. Sell yourself to our listeners. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I assume we're on some of those. Um, I think we have Instagram and Facebook and I'll be honest, I, I hate all of them, but, um, well, there you go. That's, that's, that's really, all I got. They're not really just, I just, I mean, they're just not my thing, but I understand how much they mean to, to kind of us being able to connect with people and, 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 um, and our sponsors really, and, and owners. Um, and we use it for that. And certainly we have a lot of engagement with, with some great fans and, uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook, and um, and and we will be keeping people updated throughout the week. Um, I will probably take very little responsibility for all those. I was updates, just going to say, there's there's the royal <laughs> we getting said have, there. Uh, is is it the a, we? A, is a very the witty? I have a witty, wonderful wife who um, there we go. would <laughs> put everything up there that that you would want to see, um, and she's much much better at it than me. Um, <laughs> so I I. Uh, I operate a lot better with, with uh, fewer things in my plate than, than more. And um, I think she's good at that. And, and, uh, and I try to just not be terrible at riding the horses. <laughs> so when Katie uh, is actually doing the tweets and all that stuff, what, what, what should we look out for? What is the actual handle? Or do you not even know? Should we get in touch with Katie Coleman um, and make sure that she sends this well, out? Well, she's, uh, we've got Instagram. I think Oh, Will Coleman a question at uh, whether you put it at in front, right? At Will Coleman a question, and then there we go. Twitter is, is uh, at Coleman Eventing, and then Facebook is just Facebook, right? You just punch in Will Coleman a question, and I think it comes <laughs> up. There you go, everybody. Yeah. You've heard it here, and um, you will at least have a member media. of the Coleman family sending the message. ERA of NA membership offers something for everyone. Become an ERA member and have your voice heard. Enjoy course walks and receive invitations to special events. As an ERA Plus member, you will receive all the perks of membership, as well as the opportunity to take part in ERA of NA programs. You'll also be eligible for the awards program and receive special discounts. If you are a rider or equine professional, ERA professional membership offers outstanding accident and disability insurance. Don't miss out on these special opportunities. Join the ERA of NA today at eraofna.com backslash join. Thank you very much for listening to the Eventing Radio Show presented by Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can learn more about the Eventing Riders Association of North America at the website eraofna.com. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow the Eventing Radio on Facebook. Search for the Eventing Radio Show. And we're on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the Free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain, and also to Purina Animal Health. 
I'm Liz Halliday Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Twitter, at Liz Halliday, on Instagram, at Liz Halliday Sharp, and of course on our website, hseventing.com. I've been Tabbers in your ears, and you can keep up with all my progress on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team, on Instagram, at Tapner Eventing, on Twitter, at Tapner Eventing, and of course we have a website, Tapner Eventing Team.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.